What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Welcome to Creature Feature, production of iHeartRadio. I'm your host of Mini Parasites, Katie Golden, and this is the Creature Kringle Time Special of 2021. Hallelujah. Creature Kringle Times. Oh, it's Creature Kringle Times. The holy birth of condors. A miracle of sea lions. Tiny Tim of Birds, that's right, the Tiny Tim of Birds. Discover this and more as we answer the age-old question. Is it a miracle or is it science? I'll stop singing for the rest of the episode. do 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 Creature Kringle times. Okay, that's it. Joining me today is friend of the show, co-host of George Center and Lower After Hours, and festive holiday person, Christy Yamaguchi Main, aka Will Poole. Yay! Thanks for having me again, Katie. I am a I'm definitely a festive person. I've been called Jolly before. Yeah. Um, I have a, a pretty big beard. It's the beard. I turned white yet. Um, but I, I have very rosy cheeks. Yeah. I don't know if you can see in I this see, lighting. Yeah. Like my my cheeks are always bright red, and and nobody ever notices until they think that I should be embarrassed by something, and uh, then they ask me. Then they, then they point it out, and oh, it's I like, have that. you not been paying it? You know what I'm saying? You, okay, you know that. exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's the worst. When people point out that I'm blushing, I am. I hate it. It makes me turn even redder, but this time with rage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I uh, yeah, I, my my cheeks stay this this red all the time. Maybe you're um, Santa. I'm just saying. Maybe I am. I I could. Uh, yeah, there there could be some. I need to get like a genealogy test or something. Find out if I have any. Santa yeah, did you accidentally my, like murder history. a Santa at some point? Like, <laughs> not that I'm aware of. Because that's that, the Santa Claus question, rules. though. Like it Tim is. Allen murdered a Santa, and then you become Santa, sort of. Um, I guess a Highlander kind of thing, or yeah, I think I think I think that's how that works. Yeah, maybe rules. I pulled out, maybe I pulled out in front of Santa's sleigh one year and right. didn't realize it ran him off the road and right. just in a hor- horrible accident, and now I'm slowly turning into Santa Claus. Yeah, or just didn't clear out your gutters, and then they froze, and he slipped on them or something. So, yeah, I mean, you know, there's all, all sorts of kind of legal loopholes that you can get yourself into a Santa Claus situation. I'm not a lawyer. It's true. But, it's true. But uh, yeah, no, no, you've got you've got the beard, you've got you've got the uh, the the cheeks, you got you, you. I think you've got you've got the jolliness. You know, you've got the. Well, thank you. Thank you, you. I have never been called jolly. Which is, uh, I think, wrong. I think I'm a very jolly person. Um, I, yeah, you're. You like of all the uh, the podcasts I listen to, I would say that you come across by far as the jolliest. Thank you. For once yes, in my 100%. life, someone has recognized the the jolliness factor. It's true. I talk about parasites. That doesn't mean I'm not jolly. You know. Uh, Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's not go. the subject matter. Jo- Jolly <laughs> is all about the delivery. Right. It's about the delivery and the disposition. You are right. constantly positive, no matter how, you know, when it comes to the animal kingdom, there's a lot of brutal, brutal stuff that happens, but you always, right. you know, put a positive light on it Thank because you. it's part of just how it works. And and that's a key, key element of of you know putting your jolliest foot forward, right? You you think Santa Santa Claus doesn't see the stuff he doesn't want to see? No, he sees lots of stuff. Oh God, yeah, man, Sounds, that that dude's been yeah. through some. Yeah, yeah, uh, but he remains jolly. And exactly. Today's show is gonna be real fun because we're talking about Creature Kringle Times miracles. It's a miracle, miracle on Creature Street, right? You know, mir- yeah, mir- yeah, yeah. There we go. Um, yeah, uh, Mir- Miracle on Creature Street. Yeah, I'm familiar with that movie. I've seen yeah, that before. Yeah, yeah, where the little girl writes letters to Creature Claws and uh, he sends her, you know, a toy. I don't know that movie, The Miracle. I don't either. <laughs> I I know that there was like a, 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 I know there's the black and white version and then I'm pretty sure they remade it with, uh, what's her name? The little girl that, I could be making this up. The little girl that played um, Matilda. Wait, are you talking about Mara Wilson? Yes, who's been on the show before. Yeah, she's been on the show. Yeah, I don't. That's, that's, yes. Mara Wilson, was she in Miracle on, was she? Oh my God! I should know this. She's a close personal friend of mine. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, she she was in the remake, right? Close personal friend of the show. Yeah, no, she was. Wow. Okay. All right. Thank you. I'm. Thank you for solving that brain itch I just had. I could not put uh, two words uh, together to, to describe that to you. But yeah, that's as <laughs> as, as, as that's as much as I'm familiar with uh, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street is that Mara Wilson was in it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. She's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> a lovely, she's lovely wonderful. person. L- completely lovely person. I think we talked about Coral 
anyways, it was a great time. Um, and but we're also going to have a great time today talking about uh, Kringle Times miracles, and of course the most miracles of miracles on these creature Kringle Times non-denominational holiday to be celebrated by all and whoever want to. You know, we are going to talk about Immaculate Conception. Okay. We all know the story. Uh, they weren't allowed at the inn, so they had to stay in the barn. An immaculate conception, a miracle happened. The holy and divine story of baby condors being born. Oh, wow. I love baby condor. I love the nativity scenes that feature baby condor. Yeah, yeah it's it's just this, this the wise men and some sheep and a baby condor and some carrion and and the mother just like regurgitating some carrion into this sweet, blessed little baby condor's mouth. It's, uh, you know. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I think the I think the three wise men were carrying gifts of roadkill. Yeah. Uh, like roadkill, um, like a deer, a yeah. possum, and like a skunk. raccoon, I believe. Yeah. Yes, yeah, skunk. Yep. Skunk and that's why there. every year in Creature Kringle times we will uh, burn incense of skunk, uh, skunk smells. Oh, oh no! Maybe some beaver. Uh, the the. Isn't there some kind of strong scent that yeah, comes castorium, from beavers? Beaver, beaver yeah, castorium, beaver, beaver glands. That's right. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, we got to put the condor back in Kringle times. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm tired yeah. and sick and tired of Starbucks and uh, whatnot Could trying to take more. the condor out of yeah, Creature Kringle times. Kring, cause, cre- cre- creature Kringle times, exactly. This is, a, exactly. this is a holiday celebrating the divine holy birth of the cutest, the most sweet, tender, and mild of animals, the the baby condor. So I truly do love these birds. That's, that part is very genuine. California condors are huge, majestic vultures uh, with gorgeous black and white plumage. And of course, that saggy pink bear head and neck. Some may call ugly, I call bold and beautiful. They yes, have... Uh, it's a fashion choice. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I think, uh, stunning, you know, like, look, uh, I, 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 the, it's, it's a avant-garde is the word I was struggling to do because I'm not a very fashionable person. <laughs> Neither am I. I just said it was a choice. You're actually coming with like, right. uh, uh, definitions and stuff. It's, uh, I, I love, they, they are they look like a Disney character almost um, just mm-hmm. how over the top their fur collars are. Um, they're yeah. incredible looking birds. I, I, I adore them. Cruel DeVille only good, which I guess like Disney tried to do that in some movie, like Cruella's backstory. She's actually good. I don't really know. I didn't watch it. Uh, but yeah, no, they're, I- they're, they're definitely, it's definitely Cruel DeVille uh, sort of fashion, but without the, sort of fraught ethics of it agreed so beautiful birds they have a wingspan of almost 10 feet long over three meters which you know bigger than a human their wingspan that is and uh despite their just ginormous size they are exquisitely graceful flyers they can once they're aloft they don't need to flap their wings instead all they need to do is glide and ride these thermal air columns 
and they can soar at speeds of up to 56 miles per hour or 90 kilometers an hour, just soaring gracefully like like a bird-shaped knife through butter. That's amazing. They have these very sharp beaks that they don't use to attack uh, prey. Instead, they use them to tear through scavenged carcasses. Their bald head allows them to dive into the meat of the carcass without matting down feathers, getting dirty. And despite eating carrion and occasionally pooping on their own feet to stay cool, they are actually very fastidious and tidy birds. They are constantly grooming themselves to stay clean. They preen each other. And they also have a complex social group. I, I think that sometimes we see something like a condor or a vulture. And it's like, ooh, they're, they're edgy and dark. They must be loners. But no, they have a social group. Older, more dominant birds will often be given first dibs on food before the younger ones. And they also play fight with each other and communicate with grunts and hisses. Adorable, sweet babies. Um, so the fact that California condors are still around is itself something of a miracle if you count the hard work of conservationists and researchers as a miracle. <laughs> So in 1987, their population had dwindled to only 27 individuals. So that wow. is, it's stunning. Like 20, you, 27 of these things, you could fit them in, you know, a CVS. Like it's, it's nuts. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so this was due to pesticides, habitat loss, poaching, and Overall, the loss of large animals that once dominated the uh, North American ecosystem. And so the remaining population, if left on its own, would probably have just fizzled out and they would have gone extinct. So one of the most ambitious captive breeding programs was started to try and revitalize the population. So they captured all these birds and... Uh, started breeding them and using all these weird tricks like they would have a hand puppet shaped like a vulture to feed these little baby or a hand puppet shaped like a condor to feed these baby condors because they didn't want them to become comfortable with humans they that one of sure, the problem sure. with captive breeding is you need to try to breed them to be able to be successful in the wild you don't want to have them think that humans are their mommies and daddies and then they just they don't know how to be a condor so yeah. this program was really very successful now there are 518 california condor condors out there uh that is a huge improvement uh of course they are still very rare they're still you know that's not that's not enough to be completely comfortable, but they, and they're still one of the rarest birds in the world, but that is an amazing success story of conservation. Yeah, I see every once in a while, like whenever a headline uh, uh, is, is written about this conservation effort, uh, it, it, they always seem to throw in the fact that this, this thing, this, uh, program cost millions and millions of dollars to bring this bird back. And it always, it's like, uh, like 
it is such a minuscule amount of money to save these birds compared to the amount of money made off the destruction of their habitat yeah. and the basically basically you know uh, uh, ruining the the ecosystem and the food chain and stuff. Um, it's a, it's a drop in the bucket of what we should be spending on conservation right. efforts. Obviously, that's like one wheel of like a military aircraft or something. Or, right? You know exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Like give me a give me a break. Priorities, um, guys. I, yeah, seriously. I uh I would love to see one of these things in real life. Ten feet conceptually, I can imagine like a 10 feet is a the height of a basketball goal you know i grew yeah. up playing basketball i know i know what that looks like but at the same time i cannot picture a wingspan that it's huge hard, yeah. you know unfolded yeah it, it's it's also because typically you would if you are lucky enough to see one you would only see it at a distance and it's hard to really gauge the size of it it's it's really incredible yeah, i i mean i've gone to you know, the Grand Canyon and really, <laughs> really looked, tried to f see one. I, I wasn't able to see uh, any, but uh, unfortunately. Um, uh, but yeah, they're, 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 they're beautiful. They're so striking. And they're, they're also really interesting in terms of their behaviors. Uh, condors actually mate for life. And the male <laughs> will put on this display for the female fluffing his feathers and stretching his wings for her. And she will indicate if she's impressed by bowing her head and then they will become mates for life. So that it's, it's so hey, it's like I, they propose to each other. It's very cute. Yeah. Been there before. I feel you, brother. <laughs> I feel you. Uh, uh, <laughs> trying, they, to, trying yeah, to impress. Trying to, fluff, <laughs> trying to Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just like the all of the neck puffs and bobbing and wing stretching that guys have to mm -hmm. do. Gosh. Yeah, so it's, it's it, the preening and the uh, <laughs> regurgitating yeah. food. I mean, seriously, high seriously, standards. trying to make sure her feet are cool enough by throwing right. up on them. Yeah, you know? pooping on them. Yeah, pooping on her feet it's, all the time. It's just exactly. You know, it's a lot. You know, the it, the dating scene is not what it once was. Yeah, is the all things, I'll say. You know, the things you do for love. <laughs> <laughs> so they will lay about one egg a, every other year, which is, you know, it, it that's not that frequent. So that's one no. reason their population is often so threatened by environmental changes is it's not like they reproduce that quickly. Uh, so unlike with eagle chicks, there is no competition among siblings because you have one egg that they focus on. But if that first egg is lost, the female will actually lay a subsequent one to replace it. And actually, this was taken advantage of by conservationists to trick females into laying two eggs because they took away the first one and then the they would lay Smart another dude. egg and then they would like, you know, raise since the the condors wouldn't raise uh, two chicks at once, then they used those like weird condor hand puppets to feed these these uh extra chicks that they were tricking the females into laying. So now this brings us to the Creature Kringle Times miracle of condors having immaculate conception. Bet you didn't think the Messiah was going to be condors. <laughs> Part of these conservation efforts to maintain the condor population is regular DNA tests to make sure what's 
to research the genetics of the condor population. And they found that there were two males that had been born from two different mothers and 100% of each of these males' DNA came from their mothers. So no paternal DNA at all. What? Yeah, so this happened twice. There were two Jesus condors <laughs> that we even know okay. of. Potentially so this more. This is the first... This is like like when this mother condor came home to her parents and said, I am still a virgin. I promise I didn't have <laughs> sex, but I'm pregnant. Like, and the parents were like, absolutely not. You, you're out on, you know, like angry at her for being irresponsible. This is like the first time in history where she like, that's actually what happened. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, okay, you know. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, no, no shade, and I, I don't want I don't want it to sound like I'm I'm shaming anybody no, uh, that has ever been in that birds. situation. It's beautiful, birds. but you know, like the you know probably pro you know I, look I'm a true believer. Um, we love the Lord on this podcast, but <laughs> uh, Mary probably probably you know uh, <laughs> she probably slept over at Joseph's house. I'm just I saying, mean... like it's probably what happened are we sure and, mary and, wasn't a condor though are we certain of that that okay okay no we are absolutely right. not certain of that so that's that that's a, okay this all right i'm, I'm all, back this, in the immaculate this really solves a lot of a lot of the loopholes i'm gonna say in the bible is, it really is, does is if mary it was really... a condor <laughs> and you'll see okay. in more ways than one too so Oh, yeah, okay. So, All right. so these immaculately conceived uh, condors, 100% of their genes from their mothers. And this is called parthenogenesis. This is the production of offspring without male sperm. So uh, one interesting thing is that in birds, when you have parthenogenesis, it will always result in a male offspring. Is this sexism? Should we start bird feminism over this? Maybe. But... Uh, the reason for this is that birds have different chromosomes than humans. So generally speaking, humans have XX or XY chromosomes for female and male genotypes. But for birds, including condors, uh, ZZ is the male genotype and ZW is the female genotype. So uh, a... Parthenote, which is the weird word for a an offspring resulting from parthenogenesis. So the parthenote I've is never heard of that. I've never heard of it before I Googled it yesterday. So the parthenote is always going to be male. The reason for this is the way that female gametes can merge without for fertilization. So basically you have a reproductive cell either containing a Z or a W chromosome and it divides into two exact copies. So in the absence of one of these being fertilized by sperm, it normally wouldn't, you know, reproduce. But if these copies remerge, so you have this thing that has split in half and then it remerges again, it can self-fertilize in rare circumstances. So uh, this would result in either a ZZ or a WW offspring. And WW doesn't mean anything in Condor. It's it's not viable. There is no, okay. uh, it, it's not a viable genetic combination where ZZ is viable, uh, it would result in a male. It creates a male gotcha. chick. 
I, and... I keep wanting you to say ZZ Top every time <laughs> that you say ZZ, like ZZ over top. and over. Like I, I mean, this yes, is... uh, they they might be condors as well. Apparently, right? ZZ Top is the origin story is condors. This is what I'm saying is whenever there's something strange, <sighs> something that you can't figure out, just ask yourself, wait, yeah. is this a condor? And then is this a condor? Yeah, it might clear it's, that up. It's not. It's not all crabs. It's all condors. It turns out. <laughs> So just like Jesus, these miracle condors didn't live for very long. Um, oh, no. So when they lived to, the amazing thing is they did live to maturity, which is unusual for a, uh, a parthenote uh, to do, but they did die young. So one of them died at age two and one of them died at age eight. And so for perspective, oh. Condors can live to be up to 60 years old. So definitely, yeah, definitely gone before their time. Too good for this world. Too precious and sweet. Mm. Called up by the great condor in the sky, um, you know, uh, sacrificed for our, you know, sins, I guess. Their father's heavenly birdhouse, I get it. (laughs) It's, yeah, yeah. Their their father was preparing a place, um, a, a perch. A perch in, uh, yeah, Condor Heaven where, I mean, like, Condor Heaven would be weird though, right? Because they would need carrion. And for there to be carrion, they would have to eat, like, other angel, right? Like, angels of other animals. (laughs) And so is there a second heaven for... Oh, God. Okay, so (laughs) this this is quickly... This rainbow bridge uh, has has (laughs) very quickly turned dark. Yeah, that would be a downer. If you got to <laughs> got to heaven and like oh, your man. pets, you know, it's like, uh, well, we do have condors here. So, although to be but fair, that's it. Yeah, to be fair, the condors do not kill their prey. Typically, it is they they feed that's on carrion. So you know, they're scare they're yeah. scavengers. They they do a very important role in ta- you know they're undertakers. So parthenogenesis is not only found in condors, it is found in other birds like chickens and turkeys and in other animals like lizards. So one of the more famous examples that we've talked about on the show before is the New Mexico whiptail lizard, which is an all-female species that reproduce exclusively through parthenogenesis. So really amazing. And, uh, you know, I think what's really interesting about the story about the condor is that it is a species that was brought back from the brink of extinction from a very tiny genetic pool of only 27 individuals. So right. is this parthenogenesis happening due to some kind of genetic bottleneck, like some kind of, um, you know, is there is there a genetic reason that this is happening? Or another alternative is that this could be a common occurrence amongst condors and other bird species um, but that we don't know about because we don't track other bird species so closely as we do condors. We're doing these genetic right, tests right. on these condors. We're not doing this for, you know, pigeons. Uh, so like, uh, and that's another, that's potentially the reason why we see this so much in turkeys and chickens. It may not be because it happens more frequently to turkeys and chickens, but it's because they're domesticated birds that we keep track of more carefully. So a farmer who's like, wait, there was no male chickens here, but they gave birth to, you know, or laid an egg that hatched, like that would be 
odd and they would make note of that whereas we are not right, necessarily right. noticing it if it's happening in other birds so that is to say there could be a whole bunch of jesus birds out there that we just don't even know about so is this a is this a holdover from the evolutionarily evolutionary lineage of uh, like the dinosaurs that they evolved from, like you said, lizards do it and birds do it. Yeah, birds um, is birds uh, is dinosaurs. Bir- birds is dinosaurs. But birds birds is dinosaurs for sure, yeah. for sure. And and lizards do they they come from dinosaurs too? Yes. Uh, yeah, lizards okay. uh, branched off everything. I think from a common kind of ancestor does. of uh, dinosaurs. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so I'm just wondering if like this is like hidden in the the genetic code where in way more animals than we realize, but it just hasn't. It doesn't have the need to be expressed for the most part anymore, unless you are you know, unless you really as a species dove headfirst into this being the best way to mate all the time or to to produce reproduce rather, not mate. Yeah. I mean, I think it it really has a lot to do with the the nature of these the way these chromosomes work and then the nature of the sort of um, reproductive cells. But yeah, it is it is really interesting. And also in uh, fish, but yeah, birds and reptiles are, are, you know, evolutionarily speaking, distant cousins, very, very distant, um, may have something to do with um, the fact that these are non-placental animals. And, and it also like just from a survival aspect, it's Probably not the it's it's not the best way to reproduce because you need by you need genetic diversity in order to prevent yes. your species getting wiped out by a single uh, disease or or virus or or bacteria or something. Exactly, exactly, and that's why with some of these some species like um, aphids, uh, which are a, you know an insect who reproduce asexually, they actually sometimes go through generations that reproduce sexually just to add in some genetic diversity and whiptail lizards the that species the all female species that reproduces entirely through parthenogenesis they manage to keep their genetic diversity by having actually three sets of chromosomes that they shuffle through wow. so okay. so they get sort of more genetic combinations than other species may and and i think an important thing to note with these condors is that these parthenogenic births uh, result in uh, these males that didn't live as long as their other male peers. And that may have been because they were smaller and weaker. So it's, you know, uh, that there may be some issues with this type of reproduction. So it's, it's not necessarily a, a, a great way to reproduce. But, you know, on the other hand, like maybe uh, they started a new bird religion over it. <laughs> yeah, seriously, seriously. Oh man, we're uh, we're we're we need to grow the population um, uh, of the California condor to the point where uh, they start spreading their bird religion yeah. around to other other species of birds. I'd 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 be evangelized by a condor. I'd do that. Yeah, I would too. I would too. <laughs> it's like just like no solicitors unless you're a condor spreading the good word. <laughs> yeah. Uh, absolutely. I will, I will remove the, uh, oh, this is a different episode. I was about to say, I will clean the poop off the front of my house, 
Uh, my I will take down my poo safe system and allow for <laughs> condors to uh to step on yes. my porch. In a previous episode, we talked about how bees will put poo on their entrance to their hives to ward off hornets. And uh, so yes, that is a. Uh, if you haven't listened to that episode, that is the screaming episode, probably from a week or two ago. Uh, but yeah, check that out. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Miracles from the ocean. So uh, the ocean bears many gifts like sharks and salt water and kelp and fish. And I could go on. I won't. But uh, (laughs) many, many miracles can arise from the ocean. And in fact, a miracle has come to New Zealand because a bunch of sea lions are taking over their golf courses, uh, which is, I think, great, in my opinion. Yeah, I am I am uh, completely pro-ruining golf courses. <laughs> so the New Zealand sea lion is a adorable, blubbery, wonderful sea lion that used to live abundantly on New Zealand's mainland coasts. But due to overhunting and commercial fishing, their population in New Zealand all but disappeared as they fled from the mainland to the small sub-Antarctic Auckland Islands of New Zealand. So they are big chunks. Uh, Males can weigh up to 990 pounds or 450 kilograms, and females weigh up to 350 pounds or 160 kilograms. So females have a pretty unusual behavior for sea lions. 
they and their young will move far inland to avoid rowdy harassment from males. They'll even live in like these forested areas away from the coast with their young. So that's unusual. Usually seal, sea lions stick to beaches or rocky areas near the beaches, but they'll go inland a good ways away to get away from the roughhousing of males. What do you know? Males are heads and other species too. <laughs> They're taking huh. the kids the- and going to the forest. <laughs> Go, yeah, going to their mother-in-law. <laughs> Isn't that always the joke? Yeah, going to yeah. Their, their, oh, man. Okay, all right. <laughs> so that's the situation. Uh, that's wild. Okay, okay. But that makes it even worse for them when human activity is near the beaches because things like roads and fences and buildings can block their path. Uh, but despite the New Zealand sea lion's absence from the mainland for so long, they are returning to the mainland for unknown reasons. So they have slowly but steadily been coming back. And uh, in order for them to survive back on the New Zealand mainland, people are going to have to make some adjustments, going to have to shake things up a little bit because you're going to have to learn to cohabitate with a bunch of sea lions. So they were there first. Yeah, exactly. They've shown up at golf courses, hiking trails, private pools, uh, which, you know, I think fair, personally. Yeah. Fair. Absolutely. I would be thrilled if a sea lion showed up at my pool. <laughs> Just that would out. be that would that would be the coolest thing ever. Uh yeah, and they're not aggressive. They're large and they can bark loudly if they're feeling threatened, which may frighten people. But no, they're they're not like they're not really particularly dangerous. I wouldn't go up to one and like try to hug it. It might bite you. It might not like that. <laughs> right. But, you know, right. um, but they are much more threatened by us. They have been hit and killed on roads or intentionally killed, mm. which there's there's a special place in like condor hell. Where, uh, yes. you know, yes. all these condor Jesuses go and like feast on your innards for an eternity uh, <laughs> for intentionally yeah, uh, just for the hell of it. You be Well, OK. All right. So we just solved that problem. The people intentionally killing these seals are the carrion. There we that, go. Uh, right. That that the condors get in condor heaven. Right. I think we're fine tuning this condor religion and I love it. Absolutely. We are. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. got a, it's, it's got Greek vibes because I think that was one of the punishments of a Greek of like Prometheus, Ooh, that okay. that Titan in Greek mythology that stole fire to give to humans or something. He had his like liver eaten by vultures every day and then it would grow back and it got re-eaten by vultures, which seems harsh. You know? Okay. I don't remember that part in the Ridley Scott movie. <laughs> um, that's, uh, <laughs> that's about as much as my knowledge of Prometheus goes. So conservationists are looking into ways to help human society and seal society merge together. They've like run simulation programs to try to figure out where these sea lions are going to try to go and like put up signs like... See- Hey, sea lions here. Just just note make a note of that. And uh actually the repopulation started in 1993 when a female New Zealand sea lion came to the mainland to give birth to her pup and it has been steadily it has been increasing since then. 
And this is really important because as of you know now, uh, there are only about 12,000 New Zealand sea lions in general in the world out there. And the mainland conditions for sea lions, even though it's populated by humans, it's, it's more favorable to them than the staying on the Auckland Islands the whole time because the Auckland Islands are colder. It may be fine for them to migrate there, but you know, to take advantage of the warmer waters around the mainland for fishing and survival uh, may really help out their population, even if they have to share the area with humans, as long as humans are willing to cooperate, you know, share, share, share your gosh darn golf courses. Seriously, last thing the world needs is another golf course, but the world always needs more sea lions. I would be so or happy. seals. Wait, seals? No, sea lions. Okay, seals, sea, sea lions. Okay, yeah, all sea right. Yeah, sea lions. I Different from seals. Completely, both, uh, completely had a brain yeah. fart for a second. <laughs> that is okay. It's 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 got seal in it, which is like yes, confusing. Yes, it does. It does. Yeah, I, I mean, I for one welcome the return of being someone who does not live in New Zealand. I welcome the return of uh, sea lions. Yeah, this is very Island. this is very easy for me to say, but at the same time, right. I love wildlife and animals so much that yeah, I, no, would, I would I would be thrilled. I'm always jealous of videos of uh, people like that live in Alaska or you know out west uh, or in Canada or something where like there's a moose in their yard just you know destroying their trash can <laughs> or something like that is yeah. the coolest ever. I, I wish I, I wish that would happen to me. Yeah, I I wouldn't want to directly face off with a moose, but if a moose was destroying my trash can, it'd be like, you know, fair. Fair's fair. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> that that trash can was looking at the moose wrong um, completely. I'm, I'm on the moose's side every time. <laughs> Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers... Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. 
Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. So we all know the story of Tiny Tim and how he defeated Scrooge in psychic combat, uh, sending hallucinations of ghosts to shame the old man into treating his father better, right? That was... Whoa. I mean, that was my yeah. interpretation of the... Uh, I've I've never, never thought about it that way, yeah. but that is the coolest uh, version of... What's it? A Christmas? What's it? A, a Christmas, Christmas Carol? Carol? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, wow. That's a much. So, so do we think? So, we're talking psychic warfare here. We don't think there was any kind of hallucinogen slipped into the old man's like tea or something like that. Well, I'm kind of using cause... the Magneto principle where it's like, or no, not Magneto. I'm sorry. I don't know my X Men so great. Uh, Doctor. I was so confused for a second. I was trying to make the connection of like, okay, what Professor metallurgy? Z Professor, Professor X. Is it Professor yeah, Xavier? Okay, yeah. Professor X, Pro right? Yeah, Professor X is his like X-Men code name. Right, yeah. So I think Tiny Tim might have just been a Professor X, you know. Okay, and okay, that makes sense. You know, yeah. defeating Scrooge. I'm, I'm with that. Psychic combat. I mean, they're both British, right? So I don't... Yeah, you know. yeah. And and like the, the, the ghosts that... They could be force ghosts, you they know. They could be uh, force from, ghosts. From this... Yeah, yeah, we don't know if they're they're yeah. fallen Jedi, because um, that takes place in our universe as, as well. It's just a long time ago and in a galaxy far away, so we don't know what we don't know what the source of those ghosts are either. Right, um, it's possible. I'm just saying. Right, yeah. I mean, my favorite version of the Christmas Carol is the uh, Scrooge McDuck version uh, by far. It's, it's that's just, a classic. It's a classic. But speaking of birds, Scrooge with Bill Murray is a good one too. That, that's um, a pretty. Sorry, good one. I completely. I just butchered your segue. No, you no, were, you're you fine. just brought up the. This is fine. You just brought up the 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 like, Donald Duck version or the Scrooge McDuck version, and uh, that was going to be flawless. Speaking of Bill I Murray, it. Uh, we're going to talk about some birds now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do these birds happen to have bills? They do. In fact, the All story right. is about we the bird's bill. It. So. Excellent. Hey, you know what? We did it. We 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 made it. We made it work. It's a creature Kringle Times the, miracle of our very own. Took the own. scenic route, but we got there. <laughs> I have my creature Kringle Times Carol. Uh, does feature a tiny Tim, except it is a tiny Bruce, and he is a bird, and actually kind of a large bird, and a silly bird, and a sweet bird, and who has a beak disability that uh, he has discovered an incredible solution to. So Bruce is just an amazing, amazing bird. This is the heart, the most heartwarming of tales. He is the best, best, uh, best boy, best parrot. So he is a Kia parrot from New Zealand. Again, New Zealand, you are just rife with uh, uh, miracles. So Kias are large olive green parrots with orange markings under their wings, and they are the world's only alpine parrots. They have hey, a... So mountain parrots. Mountain parrots. Yep. 
you know, usually parrots do like things like forests and jungles, but yeah, living up in the mountains. Oh, what a cool looking bird. Beautiful birds. And they have these long, sharp, curved beaks, and they will eat anything from carrion to roots, insects, berries, and foliage. Uh, And they live in burrows near the base of trees. And Kias, like many parrots, are highly, highly intelligent. They are capable of solving complex puzzles, stealing car keys, getting into hiking backpacks, passport theft, damaging cars, and other fun crimes. Holy cow. Sheep vandalism is one of their crimes. Sheep vandalism? Sheep vandalism. They'll, They'll attack sheep and like pull off their wool. Whoa. They are sometimes called the clowns of the mountains, which I think is just kind of petty name calling because people are jealous. They're so good at crime. Just so good at crimes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They are. Literally, when I say passport theft, they have uh, been documented to steal passports from people. So, you know, smart birds using their beautiful bird brains for fun crime. Uh, and in studies, Kias have proved to be able to solve puzzles to get a food reward, similar to how uh, crows, uh, New Caledonian crows can also do this. So Kias can manipulate physical items to uh, get some kind of food. So an example is pushing a marble through a tube to push a treat off a pedestal down a ramp into a tray that they collect it from, which is way too clever for me. I wouldn't, I don't That's think I'd wild. figure that yeah, out. I w- I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. Yeah. Um. Is there any evidence of uh identity theft after the stealing mm. of the passport? Like, uh, any credit card fraud? Right. Um. Because I'm. I'm. I'm assuming there is. These birds sound intelligent enough I to mean, get away with that. I don't. Despite never having been to New Zealand, I did lose my credit card once, and I did get a weird charge for like two thousand pounds of millet. So, okay, then yeah. then yes, the answer is yes, absolutely. Um uh wow. Okay. All right. So this is like a um, New Zealand probably has its own like department within the government that just focuses on Kia bird parrot. Crimes. Uh, yeah, Kia crimes. Yeah, bird crimes. Yeah, bird crimes. Yeah. yeah bird crimes. 100%. Uh yeah, wow. no, bird crimes. Uh they they're amazing. I think uh <laughs> I don't usually advertise the shirts on on the show, but I think we do have some shirts in our store that it's like one of them is bird crimes, uh, the shirt and shows a bird doing bird crimes. Um, so, uh, Fantastic. I'll, I'll do a link in the description. Why not? It's, it's Kringle times. So, yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, but back to Bruce, uh, the best, the best, smartest Kia boy. Um, best I love boy. him. I'm just, I'm, I, I hope I'm not, I, I hope I'm, not rambling too much. I'm just so excited about Bruce. I love him so much. He's You should be. I, I love him like a son. He is a Kia, uh, but he's missing most of his upper beak, possibly due to it getting caught in a rat trap. Uh, but he was found and rescued as a baby orphan. So already the protagonist of basically every Disney movie. Right, right. So his rescuers made sure that he could eat but missing his upper beak still presents a problem. Kias need those long curved upper beaks to preen their feathers to keep them clean and free of parasites. But Bruce is a genius uh, and the world cannot keep Bruce down. 
Uh, when he needs to preen his feathers, he grabs a pebble, holds it between his tongue and his lower beak, and uses it as a tool to comb through his feathers. The pressure That's of the amazing. pebble wedged between his beak and the feathers allows him to scrape dirt and parasites off. So he has vi- invented a bird comb for himself. That's amazing. That uh, Displaying uh, ingenuity like that it never fails to amaze me. I should assume that animals are just so much more intelligent than I understand them to be. But when it expresses itself like this, it just makes me realize that like animals and and uh, of all you know uh, uh, kind are just doing stuff that is is intelligent constantly that I just don't understand. You know, uh, yeah. this is just one that like we can relate to because it's yeah, like a I'll, tool. I'll include a link to a, a video of Bruce in the show notes. But yeah, it's it, as he's doing this, and it's really interesting to watch because he picks up this pebble repeatedly and he seems really he's very choosy about like the kind of pebble he uses he's got like his favorite pebbles that he uses because he's you know using one that works well for him and there's a certain joy in realizing that no we are surrounded by intelligent creatures on this planet you know like we there's there's uh there's just so much like amazing behaviors that just to be found in even in kind of sad circumstances like this poor bird had had this bad thing happen to him but he has used his uh his incredible bird wits to make sure that he's happy and there's this really cute uh quote by one of his rescuers because like someone asked them like well why haven't you given him a prosthetic beak and it's like well you know he's he's basically figured out his own his own prosthetic like he's He's, uh, you know, he's he's got his own system, and and uh, that's I think really really amazing because it's like you know sometimes yeah these animals are they they can figure out solutions to these problems and yeah it's just that's it's just mind blowing I love it it is I, I love it too it's uh like you said life wasn't gonna hold him down and he yeah. didn't let it ah so wonderful uh so I hope Bruce has a wonderful. Creature Kringle Times uh, celebrating uh, Condor Jesus uh, this year. He's he's getting into Condor Heaven a hundred percent, hundred percent. They're gonna have uh, all the the uh, what kind of what kind of food does he eat again? Like we're talking like nuts and and yeah yeah like he'll, insects he'll also, stuff he'll, like that. He can also eat carrion though, so he can hang out with like Condor Jesus okay. and they can okay. enjoy some carrion from some some naughty sinners who. Uh, ever hurt a seal intentionally oh, God. Yeah. i hate him i hate him so sorry much. Sea, hurt a sea lion intentionally yeah sea lion <laughs> so yeah but yeah that's that's uh that's that's our i guess our new condor religion that we just came up with uh which i, I would it. assume I is gonna become a very popular religion probably will have you know we'll have some crusades and so on so that, that, that's a fun thing and, to look uh, forward to the the followers would be called uh, a congregation. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Just wanted to. Uh, and that'll be all my time, folks. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me, Katie. Well, before we go, go though, don't you want to hear the answer to uh, last week's mystery animal sound game? I would love to. Yes. 
So the hint from last week's mystery animal sound game, or guess who's squawkin', was tis the season. So who do you think is squawkin'? Wow, I'm so bad at this. I can't even tell, like, if it's like a bird or a large, like, reptile or a mammal. Like, I don't even know, like, which wing of the animal kingdom to even start at. Uh, man, I'm going to say that is a warthog. Mm, interesting. Uh... <laughs> it's it's going to be so off. <laughs> I have no idea. No idea. Well, it's not quite a warthog, but what it is, is a reindeer. A baby reindeer. Oh, what? A baby reindeer? Yeah. Oh, I bet that's adorable. Uh, uh. <laughs> Lots of you guys got this correctly, but I want to congratulate the three fastest listeners who wrote in the quickest. Tim M, Natalie N, and Saga E. Congratulations. Did I had I had the only sounds I knew reindeer made were uh from the famous Christmas special with Rudolph. Uh I just assumed they talked like human beings. Yeah. Uh, I that's, mean that's you have your your sort of image of Rudolph the red nosed reindeer, just like in all of these movies, just replace all of the audio with like raw, raw. <laughs> I wonder, so uh, my dad was in the film business, and have you ever seen the movie Prancer? I don't think so, no. Okay, he he shot Prancer up oh. in Indiana, um, and uh, it's a delightful, delightful movie. I wonder if they got the sounds right for mm. it. It kind of makes me want to go back and, mm. and rewatch it. And then leave a bad review on your dad's movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did. The reindeer don't. sounds right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love when I get to witness a person, like usually it's online, learn for the first time that reindeers are actual animals, like <laughs> are, are not just mythical creatures, because far more adults do not realize that uh, than than you would assume. Um, yeah, reindeers are are real folks. They're they're real real animals. I guess it's true that you would think like, well, they if they're depicted flying through the air, they must not be like real animals. But yes, they are very yeah, real yeah. animal. They're uh, very real animals. Yeah, yeah. That anyone who lives, I guess, uh, in sort of the more northerly regions of the world already know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um. I've I've have a uh, I have a friend of mine. Um. Very good buddy of mine who did not realize that sloths were real creatures. He thought they were, like, uh, <laughs> extinct. Like, he didn't... Yeah, exactly. Well, the I, giant, giant was, sloths are extinct, to be fair. Right. He he thought that tree sloths were similar to the giant sloth in that they were long extinct creatures and they did not uh, still exist. And it's a, it's kind of a beautiful moment, you know, when, when somebody learns about the narwhal too, that's another one that like, Oh, I thought they just made a, that up for the movie elf, you know, that I thought that was a mythical creature <laughs> as well. There's so many animals that people do not realize wow. until they're adults that, wow, these are actual, actual real creatures, but we only know them or associate them with like pop culture, yeah. you know, f film and television. You know, it's not real though. What's that? Birds. They're government drones. They are. They absolutely yeah, government are. Government drones. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, on to this week's mystery animal sound. A hint, people will pay out the nose for their poop. What do you think? So the poop clue just makes me think of the... Mm. Or what I and when I say that, I have no idea what that would sound like. So You're, I'm just You are uh, actually correct, which means I'm gonna oh. out I'm gonna put a bunch of jingle sound effects on that. So Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you don't I'm have sorry. to apologize. You don't have to apologize for being right. <laughs> okay, okay. The nose clue. I did not know what the, the nose clue was about. <laughs> That threw me off. Heck yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, unfortunately for you listeners, I I jingled out (laughs) the correct answer. So you will still have to guess. (laughs) If you think you know the answer to this week's Mystery Animal Sound Game, guess who's squawking? Uh, Write to me at creaturefeaturepod at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter at creaturefeatpod. That's F-E-A-T, not F-E-E-T. That is something very different. And on Instagram at creaturefeaturepod. At Instagram. Uh, uh, thank you so much, uh, Will, a.k.a. Christy yamaguchi Bain, for joining me for this most festive, miraculous of holiday specials. Where can people find you? Uh, thank you again for having me. It was a blessing um, uh, to be here. Uh, we want to invite the uh, entire congregation uh, <laughs> to uh, find me on Twitter at uh, Wapple House, W-A-P-P-L-E-H-O-U-S-E. Um, I also uh, host a podcast uh, about the Dan Lebitard Show for Lebitard Show fans. Uh, and also uh, I do a podcast with some friends of mine called Jort Center. Um, we kind of, the tagline is kind of like shit posting for your ears. Um, uh, so that's a, it's very funny pod. We have a good time. So come check us out there. And uh, yeah, Katie, thank you again for having me on here. Thanks for coming on, and thank you for listening. If you're enjoying the show uh, and you leave me a rating and review, I read all the reviews. I love them. I, like, put them up at my wall, use them as, you know, my daily motivation. You know, like, iTunes user Goku Super Saiyan said, Neat Pod. You know, like, that's great. It it makes my day. (laughs) Uh, I made that one up, but I, I I do actually read all of them. I really appreciate them. And uh, and thank you so much to the Space Cossacks for your super awesome song, Exolumina. Creature Feature is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts like the one you just heard, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or hey, guess what? Where have you listened to your favorite shows? See you next Wednesday. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, 
You're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.